Hey guys, welcome to Cancel This, CancelTheShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks and Projo in the house. Taking care of the boards this morning. Happy Monday. We're grateful that you're with us. Monday, November 13th. Of course, we know time rolls by almost halfway through the month of November. Here we go. Ready to rock and roll as well. Um, Monday through Fridays, 8 to 10 a.m. Central Time and all the time on our website as always, CancelTheShow.com. Check out our merchandise. You can donate as always on the website. Check out our partners on our partners page who make all of this possible as well. Um, you know what we do. Lots of guests. Big gay of guests as well. Mike Elam, voice of St. Charles, coming up at 8.15. We'll talk some local national politics with him as well. We've got guests coming up throughout the week as well. And of course, you guys make the podcast different than anything else. You make it a live cast because of your involvement with your comments, your ideas, your stories. We love it when you like, subscribe, share the show, go to the platforms. It helps our algorithm as well. And of course, when you send the words out to your friends, family, loved ones, and enemies. <laughs> Or your frenemies. Let them know. We're here. We're ready to rock and roll. It's a good Monday. I'm wearing my Mizzou shirt this morning because uh, Mizzou's 11 in the country again. Both polls. Maybe they'll get to 10 in the um, Bowl Championship Series poll with the college football playoff. Uh, you know, I love my Tigers here, Lizzie and Projo. Bingo. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. They look so good. Selling out. People are realizing what a great time it is to go to Columbia mm -hmm, to support right. Mizzou. Even if you didn't go there, it's, it's, it's our... From west of Kansas City, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's our football team <clears throat> outside of those Chiefs. So anyway, uh, congrats to them. And I love feel-good stories, and I love people that get overlooked. And Missouri's running back, there's a kid. Literally, nobody would offer him a, a scholarship coming out of high school from Lutheran South. He goes to Truman State, Division II, the only place he could go, a place for four years, decides to walk on when the transfer portal became a situation for college kids. And this is a story for everybody in life. I don't care if you're in politics, you're in work, you're in school, you're in sports. Literally walks onto the team last year. They took him without even seeing his videotape. Yeah, he can walk on. Plays a lot last year, starts a few games, and now he's one of the best running backs in America. Uh, a short kid that got written off, um, oh, you're too slow, you're too white, you're too weak, You're and now he's one of the best running backs in America. Isn't that great? <laughs> he I just love never stopped. Stories he never on. stopped. Love it. And he leads the powerful, mighty SEC football conference in rushing by like almost 200 yards. The, the kid is amazing, and it's great when you see those stories. And the best part about it is he's humble. Yeah. Humble, be humble, humble, hardworking. It's not that difficult. Be mm -hmm. humble, be hardworking, and just keep showing up anyway. So, um, shout out to him um, and the other kids that play on the football team. Uh, and of course, the Lions won, so I'm happy too. <laughs> yeah, you just had a good weekend. Yeah, uh, my son lost Friday night. Yeah, I, I didn't want to mention that though. That's all right. No, but they, they played the number one team in the state in 5A, arguably the second best team in the entire state. And they played well, but he had a great one handed football grab. That's he had a awesome. touchdown. He had a, another touchdown, so that was yeah. good. Yeah. He's so just a sophomore, great. so I was still, you know, you don't want to lose, but. Like father, like son. Humble. 
humble, humble. Tracy says, humble. That's wonderful. Him. Fellow Truman alum. How about that? Mr. Bland. Go Bulldogs. So we're grateful for him. Okay. It's a Monday. We are rocked. As as always, <laughs> we're rocked. We're going to get you rocked. Lots going on on Mondays. It's always packed, as we tell you about. Uh, coming up, Mike Elam in just a little bit. But man, I wanted to get to this too as people are coming into the show because I thought it was so damn cool to see some of the things that happened over the weekend. Um, we can maybe show it a little bit later in the show too for that audience that starts to come in. But how about the UFC event? I love oh. the UFC events because it yeah. just, they're never going to take your First Amendment rights away. You can say whatever the hell you want to mm-hmm. say, put up whatever you want. Now you can do that. Sometimes there's consequences for that. Sometimes there's not. But the fact that Donald Trump has been so welcomed and UFC mm-hmm. fighters all over the when Donald Trump did his, I think it was last Thursday night, wasn't that his talk in yes. Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday in Florida when they Pretty did sure the uh, presidential primary debate? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jorge, uh, oh, um, oh, the other oh. UFC was there. Yeah, Jorge Maldivas or something. Yeah, he was there taking care of Donald Trump, talking about him. He always mm-hmm. has. Yeah. And for whatever reason, UFC, which is massive around the world, is clearly right. <laughs> there is absolutely no doubt. Did you? If you haven't seen the videos, check out the videos of. The, well, this one's first of all. This is fighter. Look at the shirt as he came up to fight. Play the video. Trump was indicted before anyone on Epstein's list. And several fighters have called out the Epstein list over the last couple years and been very vocal about it. Masvidal, I can't believe I forgot Jorge's last name. But I credit the people that are willing to come out and say this because mainstream media won't cover it. You know that. You're not going to get it there. But at least there's fighters and athletes and people who have platforms who won't stop bringing this up. So kudos to you guys. I didn't know his name right here, but I was glad that he did that. And I disagree with you, Aaron. Uh, I do not think UFC is wrong on Tranheiser, though. And that's right. We're, we're allowed to agree to disagree. Absolutely. And at first, I think we would have been not really offended. We don't use the word offended, but we would have been like, you know, let's not drink the mud, Bud Light unless we were making fun of it. But now we talked about this last week. There's all redemption. They're now backing the UFC. So I'm all about it. Well, they are. Alex says alpha males are bringing the Epstein list up, which yes, is great. It, it is. They, they are alpha males. And the alpha male company partnered with Bud Light because Bud Light, one, now Bud Light's paying a ton of money could be a nine figure amount but they're doing what they got to do to try to make things right to get back in good graces and we showed you that sound already with uh dana white three weeks ago when it came out explaining why why it makes sense to partner Mm -hmm. i mean we all know about money 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 that makes sense but anyway you're entitled to your opinion so that was one video then how about donald trump Walking out. This is one of the best videos because we're used to seeing Donald Trump at UFC events. Mm -hmm. He walks out. The crowd goes crazy. Standing ovations. Well, the other night, he brought out Tucker. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. Dana White, Donald Trump, and Kid Rock. Watch and enjoy.
That's pretty wild. That just gives me chills. Me too. It gives me chills, and it makes me so freaking happy. I love it so much. <laughs> of course, love it, it does. Yes. Uh, it, the UFC. It, it's no doubt. I mean. <laughs> I just laugh. I couldn't imagine right. if any Democratic candidate walked out. I just oh like my a gosh, well, I, I would say by but they could wheel Joe out, maybe wheel him out. Uh, Donald Trump could wheel him out, maybe. Well, the booing <laughs> that would go on if he came in. Yes, that gives me chills. I mean, that's oh, all you have to know about. It so much. Uh, check out the picture of them backstage too before they came out. This really is one of the best pictures I think you will ever see. And I found it interesting because at one point in time. There's Dana White, of course, the president of USC, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, Kid Rock, and Tucker Carlson. Uh, quite, quite the quadruple there. It's very interesting that Donald Trump and Tucker are now friends. Yeah. Considering are. all of the text messages that were released of Tucker pretty much ripping him at one point in time. They did their interview on Tucker's you know, social media yeah. and it was massive, still the most watched interview of all time. Mm-hmm. Remember that the watched interview of all time. And now they're buddying up where they don't have to do anything. Correct. And they're together. I love it so much. Are, is there something and then word trickled out that he would consider Donald Trump. That is yes. Of Tucker Carlson being a vice president. Mm-hmm. That's now Tucker's right. not going to do that. Oh, you don't know. Maybe he would. No, you don't think so. He's making too much money now. Well, okay. I don't know. I think he would even consider it because he made a complete 180 because he was not backing Trump at the beginning. And so I was a little leery of Tucker, but I understand Tucker because he's very analytical and now he's seen the difference and he's 100% behind Trump now. I don't know. He might consider it. Yeah, I don't think that. Okay, here's the reason why he won't because he's making too much money now. He just yes, started he yes. just started a new media company. But the best part about it is is that Donald Trump is the perfect showman. He knows how to generate headlines. He sure does. Um, whether good or bad. I'm I'm I told you I was upset with what he did in Missouri, but I'm willing to forgive him when it came to saying I support Eric and we know what he did because he screwed other Eric's over in yes, the process of generating like interest for himself. Mm-hmm. He's a showman. He knows how to generate mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. And he and so does Tucker. Correct. So those guys right. coming out. Yeah. And then, of course, Kid Rock has always been a big supporter of Donald Trump's. And, of course, he likes the fight game as well. So he shows up every now and then. Just a, it's just a very interesting pop culture scene, seeing these mm-hmm. figures, these bigger-than-life figures, very popular people, not only in America but across the world, who are showing up at the UFC event, supporting and walking out together. There's nothing. And, and, Dana, and who's the biggest showman of all and promoter? It's Dana White. Dana White has taken the world by storm with UFC. And once again, it's another one of those stories that started off small. It's like you fight and you scrape and you claw for everything you can get for a long time trying to make something happen mm-hmm. because they were about ready to go out of business. They, they, they couldn't get anything done. Borrowing money here, borrowing money there just to get another day. And, and it worked. It ended up taking off um, through their hard work, their faith, and that would go. Alex says that wouldn't add anything strategically, I think. No, it wouldn't. But it is interesting. And of course, you see headlines that get put out there to try to generate interest for different people. So uh, coming up in a couple of minutes here, we'll be talking with Mike Elam, the voice of St. Charles. Always uh, good to talk with Mike when you can. We'll get him set up and go from there. Um, the other things from the weekend that we're going to get into in the show is the fact that we've got massive amounts of protest and people. We sure do. In Spain and Poland over the last month, um, just to show... Uh, and not just, quote, patriots. There's patriots in Spain, but Poland's situation is a little bit different. A lot of complex political issues that you have going on there. But 
it shows that people are now really, and I mean really, getting together. I mean, you're putting a million people out in the streets. We'll show you that video yeah. for your causes. What will happen in America? I mean, is because you hear the stuff about civil war that's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that. Um, conservatives calling out uh, your speaker, Mike Johnson, as yeah, being they sure are uh, a lot of hot air that he's not getting done what he said he would get done. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, unfortunate there was video, and I hate the mainstream medium that refused to do this. Um, you know, a, a white teenager beaten by 15 black kids in the media, and he, and he died over the weekend. They're not covering it. Uh, he was sticking up for a kid that was being bullied. I think we would know what would happen <clears throat> if it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron McDaniel goes out and does an interview with CNN, of course, the Republican chair, to tell everybody that the Republican Party is in great shape. And she goes to CNN to do the interview. <laughs> we'll get we'll break that down uh the black panther party they're they are still around um they're continuing to talk about how the white race needs to end right now and that we need to kill the whites you'll hear that sound that's not vic saying that um and this is what gets me a little concerned uh moody's this morning united states credit rating was already not so great it was stable uh we've been downgraded to negative um, yeah, not a lot of positive. Welcome. Was life so much better three years ago in every sense? Yeah, you better believe it was. Life's a little bit better for us right now. We've got Mike Elam on, St. Charles County Council Representative. Mike, good morning. Thanks for welcoming to the show, buddy. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Let me ask you that again. Joe didn't have you turn up. Mike, how are you doing this morning? So now I really appreciate yes. you having me Now you sound a whole lot better. It works so much better when you do that. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Uh, welcome to Cancel This, cancelthisshow.com. Uh, for people who don't know, I just said it. You're a politician, St. Charles County Council. Um, local politician. Local politician. But uh, when you're not doing that, you have a whole nother life. Can you let people know who you are? Yes. Yeah, so um, my full-time job is I'm the vice president of Community Affairs and Market Development for I3 Broadband, which is a great thing when you do a podcast, right? So (laughs) we're a a fiber to the home company. So we are here to, uh, you don't have a cable company sponsoring the show, right? No, not yet. Good. So we're here to rescue you from cable internet. Uh, So that's, I wanted to make sure before I I threw a sponsor under the bus. So I didn't want to do that. So yeah, that's my full-time gig. Um, I was in radio for 27 years. So I got to recently go back and start doing some part-time radio gigs. So I started doing that and then county council. So I've been on county council since April of 2013 in St. Charles. So my area is uh, Darden Prairie and Cottleville and Southern O'Fallon. When you talk about politics and obviously you want, why did you want to do this? Why'd you want to go jump on um, the whole politician side of things where you run and you deal with angry people on a, on a weekly basis? (laughs) Well, I didn't when I started, you know, it's amazing in 2013, I didn't deal with angry people on a regular basis. We didn't have a ton of angry people on a regular basis. That is really a, just prior to COVID and since COVID is when everybody is just they're mad about everything mm-hmm. and and they show up at at local meetings and national meetings and they just rage against the machine that i understand but to go back to your earlier question so i grew up in northwest arkansas so i'm i'm an arkansas razorback fan because if you grow up in arkansas you have to be it's a state law that's as close as state we get law. to a pro team right we just don't get there mm. so this is this is a year it sucks to be a razorback fan because we're just god awful when you're talking about football yeah. oh <laughs> yeah basketball we're we're all excited about basketball season already uh we're two games in and we're already talking basketball but um 
when I grew up, I wanted to be Jack Buck. That was my goal in life, right? Love doing play-by-play. I actually started in radio when I was 15, doing uh, play-by-play for my local high school team and board hopping Cardinal baseball games. We can't tell that I, you that you had a knack and a talent for I, this yet. It's, you know, it's just something <laughs> I, I really love to do. I have a... I have a voice for radio, but the I have easy a face tones for radio. Of so Mike there you Elon. go. That's right. So, um, I I wanted to do that, but what that meant was I had to leave, right? So I I had to leave home, and what that meant was I got lucky enough. I went to Little Rock, and then I came to St. Louis. I mean, you've played that game of uh, you bounce markets with media, you try to stair step your way up to bigger markets. So I got here and um, met a Maryland Heights girl. Married a Pattonville pirate, so St. Louis has been my home since 1989. Uh, St. Charles has been my home since 1991, and I just fell in love with St. Charles. So we have three kids, and one of the things that I saw is my kids' older friends were leaving. So they're leaving St. Louis to go find opportunity. Uh, They're going to Kansas City. They're going to Nashville. At the time, they were going to Chicago before Chicago was killing everybody. But they were leaving to find opportunity. And I was like, man, I I just hate to see. I don't want my kids to do what I had to do, right? Because I didn't see my grandparents very much growing up. So I wanted my kids to find opportunity here. And I started looking at where can I plug in? And my wife was like, yeah, Jeff City, not for you. You don't need to go to Jeff City. So we started looking around of, okay, where could I plug in and try to make a difference and make my community better? And county council was the thing. So I got appointed in 13, won election 14, 18, won last year by the skin of my teeth, uh, but a, a win's a win, right? So that's kind of where we are. Yeah, talking with Mike Elam, the voice of St. Charles, St. Charles County Council member. When you talk about when you see people and you see things that have changed so drastically, yeah. um, why do you see that? Why do you think you're starting to see people so passionate when it comes? Because you're a Republican, right. and you know obviously there's Republicans who fight with Democrats, but there's Republicans who fight with Republicans a whole lot these days. Oh, especially out here, especially in Missouri, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it's really funny to watch the dynamics. Is it because changed. when you are mostly Republican, then you're going to have to have something to fight with anyway? Because you're is. not fighting the Democrats as much? I mean, look at the fact of, so St. Charles County Council is seven Republicans with a Republican county executive, right? We are very Republican here. I started to say conservative, but I, I paused on that for a second. Red. Because, right. We purple? Are red. <laughs> we're not purple. We I know. We are red. But what's funny is... Um, we fight about how red we are in St. Charles and we're even in Missouri. We fight about how red we are. Um, St. Charles County Council probably votes the same on 95% of the issues, but we have people show up and I had a lady who, because I didn't agree with her on an issue, she brought me a little plastic rhino and left it for me and, and started calling me a rhino because I didn't agree with her on a particular issue. And what I would tell you is, I actually didn't disagree with her on the issue. I disagreed with her pathway to resolution on the issue. So we find ways to fight, not even because we disagree on the issue. We find ways to disagree on our path to resolving the issue, which we agree on the resolution. We just disagree on the path. And we've gotten that polarized to where we find things to fight about. What I've noticed, because I go to quite a few of the meetings, is I'm very impressed when you sit there, there is so much passion 
in the seats. There is. And there's even people on the board. And a lot of them agree on a lot of things. And then when they don't, there's yelling and screaming or whatever. What I noticed about you is you typically want what the people want. But I noticed that you do it with a calm smile on your face to try to get what people want. But the path might not be the way exactly what you said. That was a great way to say it. There is legislation that has to be done. You can't just flip a switch. I want you to flip a switch, Mike. Right. And you want me to flip it the way you want the switch flipped. Correct. And in, in many cases, I can't flip the switch that way. I don't have the power as a county council person to tell a school district what to do, for example, mm-hmm. uh, during COVID. That was a really big topic. And we tried to tell people, hey, I would love to help you. I disagree with this masking policy. Mm-hmm. I disagree with what's going on. But I can't do that. Your school board has to do that. County has no power over schools. And that's just an, an example. Of, of how things go, right? People get fired up about all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing that I've found, what the majority of people want when they show up at a meeting, they just want to be heard. Give me the opportunity to speak my piece. And if you give them the opportunity to speak their piece, mm-hmm. generally speaking, even if we disagree after that, they will at least give you the respect of the fact of, okay, well, you didn't try to shut me down. You let me say. And I think that's a big part. People are just looking for be able to get their voice heard. If they can get their voice heard, then you can get to a different part and you can have a different conversation. Okay, this isn't the easiest topic, but it's one that's going on all across America. On Wednesdays, we do a lot of real real estate talk. Oh, apartments. Apartments. Oh, yeah. Subsidized housing. Can we call it subsidized housing? No. What do we call them? Just straight so here's here's why I say no. So there, because you've heard that term, and oh, you know, and you know, I have a people, council member who who shed who says that all the time, and that's Every what they we, refer to it as. So people right. get the idea. So number one, if you can break that down, Mike, and then two, um, what's going on? Because there, it's such a hot button issue, not only in the state of Missouri yeah. and St. Charles County, it's across the country, but across the country, right? So. Um, there's a couple of things that are that are going on. Number one, let's start St. Charles and then we can go bigger from there. Okay. So just as a point of clarification, the county council has not approved an apartment complex in the time that I have been on the county council. So all the apartments. So you're complex, saying in, in 10 years? In, in 10 years, since 2013, we haven't approved an apartment complex. Those have been approved by the cities, right? So the cities have approved the apartment. Would complex. those be the city mayors? They would be the city councils, the board of aldermen. Okay. It, it would be the cities overall. Okay. So um, lately, well, I'll back up for a second. We used to always call it Section 8, right? Mm-hmm. Section 8, and you had a, entire complexes that were Section 8 complexes. It doesn't work that way anymore. It's a voucher program now. So uh, they give these folks who qualify a voucher to be able to be able to go out and find some sort of affordable housing that they can do. Um, but but at, who's, who's giving the voucher? Uh, so a government entity. Uh, it may be so community council would help them for it. HUD, for the most part, is the one that it comes back and, and that ultimately is where it comes from. But as long as you qualify under the parameters that the governors that the government sets out, um, and that's federal government, not mm-hmm. not local. So as long as you qualify, you can get that. But just because you get the voucher doesn't mean a complex has to accept it. And that's the thing that people don't think about. So once you agree that you are going to accept a voucher, you have to agree to accept those vouchers for ten years. Once your 10 years is up at your apartment complex, right, 
then you can opt out. In St. Charles County, almost every apartment complex in St. Charles County has opted out of the voucher program. What that means is you may qualify for this voucher, but you can't use it at the majority of the places in St. Charles County. So because of that, the majority of these places that are built are going off market rate. And uh, there's an apartment complex uh, right down from my house in, in South O'Fallon, right? Uh, a one-bedroom apartment at this place. It's 600 square feet. It's $1,400 a month, right? There's not a voucher program that's going into that, right? A two-bedroom, two-bath apartment there is $2,200 a month. Crazy. I live in a four-bedroom, three-bath house. I don't pay that. For my house, right? So what's your point on that? What's the biggest point about that then the, with the, the pricing? Of, well, the thing that I'm trying to say is that's not low-income housing. No. So when people say, hey, these apartments got built, I'm going to have all these poor people move in. No, there's a pretty good chance they're paying more per month to live in that apartment than you're paying to live in your house. So I would tell you that's a misnomer, first of all. Secondly, why are they all being built? Well, there's a couple of problems with that. Have you tried to buy a house lately? There is no inventory in St. Charles County and a lot of places around the country. This was my point that a lot of people don't want to listen to. They don't. So, so the other day I was talking, I just did the Realtors Installation Banquet, right? So I emcee about 20 events around St. Charles County a year. So I did the Realtors Installation Banquet, and I was talking with some of the realtors at the banquet. And I said, hey, I keep hearing there's no inventory. Give me an idea of how many homes are on the market of $250,000 or less. And I say that because I have three kids, 29 to 21, right? One of them has a house, the other two don't. So that's a market that if they're gonna play in to buy a house, they're gonna be under 250,000, right? They said in St. Charles County right now, there are five, five homes available on the market. Four of those are as is. What does as is mean? As is mean, you better be pretty damn handy if you're going to buy that yeah, house. Because there's sure. a lot of work that needs to go into that kind of thing, right? So if you, were, if you have kids who are in that same age group and they're trying to get out of the house, because mm -hmm. God knows you want them out of the house eventually, <laughs> right? Sure. Get them off the payroll, start adulting at some point. Mm -hmm. Where are they going to go? Well, they can't find a house to move into. So there's two choices. Either A, they move away to go find a house and start their career somewhere else. That's not an attractive option if you're a parent. That's, that's not going to go well. The other part is I've got to find some place where I can live. Well, we are running out of this commodity. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called land. There's not a ton of it, right? So what you're seeing, especially in St. Charles, is they're going back and they're finding pockets. And they're building apartment complexes where there are pockets. And... A lot of people throw, throw a fit about, they keep building all these apartments. Do you know why? Because they're full. They are 95% occupied. 95% at the rates that we just got done talking about. So that, and that's the other thing. <clears throat> they're not sitting there empty. Somehow, some way, oh, if people they were, are coming up with ways yeah. to fill and pay for those apartment places. Yeah, new ones <clears throat> wouldn't be built if the old ones were empty. 
And so you don't, so you totally understand why cities would build these in. Are cities getting kickbacks? Because I'm going to tell you, there's two things, two things that I hear all the time, Mike, mm-hmm. about this. One, oh, the cities are just getting rich. They just want money, 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 money. They don't care. Oh, and then know. people who live in communities, whether they want to admit this now or not, hear or not say, well, we don't want, quote, people coming into our areas that are going to bring crime because they're coming from the city or places where there's a lot of crime. Whether people talk about it publicly or not, Mike, at your meetings or else, that's what they're saying. Like, oh, well, all they're going to do is bring in crime and people who don't care about the community. They say that a lot, but I would tell you- You do hear it. There's no stats to back that up. So let's look at this. 70% of the crime committed uh, or 70% of the residents of a St. Charles County jail at any given time, not St. Charles County residents. They came from somewhere else to commit crime. Um, I was listening to uh, your interview with Jay Ashcroft the other day and talking about St. Louis City. And you asked him the question, should we care about St. Louis City? Actually, Lizzie, I think you asked him that question. Should we care? Should we care? So um, I'll get back to this. So, so give me a little leeway real quick. So I was a Navy corpsman, right? To get out of basic training in the Navy, you had to swim 200 yards. Do you know why? Because if you're in the middle of the ocean, you're not swimming to shore right? So why, why 200 yards? When your ship goes down, your ship creates an undertow and that undertow is going to suck the ship and everything around it to the bottom of the ocean. You have to be able to swim far enough away from that so you don't get sucked to the bottom of the ocean. The city of St. Louis is our sinking ship and you're seeing the city or the county of St. Louis and you're seeing the surrounding metro east area that touch the city get dragged down with the city. We are only going to swim upstream in St. Charles County for so long before that tow gets out past Chesterfield and gets to us and starts bringing it down. And that's where you're seeing the crime. They aren't getting in trouble. There is no penalty to pay up until recently uh, when you changed the circuit attorney. There was no penalty to pay in the city of St. Louis. So they were going to the county and then they figured out St. Charles County is the wealthiest per capita household Mm -hmm. in the state of Missouri. We have an average median household income in St. Charles, just over $100,000. Most people don't realize that we are the wealthiest county in Missouri per capita. Now, if you're going to steal stuff, do you want to steal in the poor neighborhoods? No, you want to go get nicer stuff. So they come to St. Charles. 90% of the car uh, vandals and, and thefts that we have are because people left their car doors unlocked. And in some cases, they left their car doors and they left the key fob in the car. Mm -hmm. What's that tell you? That tells you in St. Charles County, people have the expectation that they are safe in their neighborhood. If they didn't feel like they were safe in their neighborhood, they wouldn't have left their car unlocked. Most of the, uh, I'm sorry, most of of the home invasions that you get are people who left their garage door up. And nobody locks the door between the garage and your house. So... If, if you leave, and you, you will see it from time to time as you drive through neighborhoods, garage door up, no car in the garage. Nobody's home, right? But they left that open. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say they forgot, right? But what that means, if you're driving through the neighborhood looking to steal stuff, you go, wow, wide open house. I'm going to go take everything I want in the garage. I'm going to go take everything I want in the house. I'm, I'm in and out because these guys are good. That's, that's what you have going on from a crime standpoint. So it's not the crime that's being brought in from the apartments and the people who are living in apartments. No, 
It's not because um, those people, by and large, right? And I'm not going to say 100%. There are exceptions to every rule that prove the rule, right? So uh, I'm going to tell you the majority of the people who live in those apartments are probably people who are from the area, who grew up in the area, who want to live in the area because... And the area could be the St. Louis metropolitan area, not just St. Charles. I would say probably <laughs> smaller than that. I wouldn't go total area. I Majority of our kids want to live where they grew up. Uh, so my kids all went to Zumwalt West, right? You wish you were a Jaguar. So people, people want to live in the area that they grew up. They have their connections there. They're comfortable there. They know that. If you can't buy a house there, what's your entry? Your entry is an mm -hmm. apartment. And I don't know about you, but when I first moved out of my parents' house, I didn't move into a house. I moved into an apartment. And then I, I stair-stepped from a crappy apartment to a nicer apartment to a house. That's generally your pathway to home ownership. Most of them don't jump from their bedroom they grew up in in high school and move into a house. There are steps that you have to go through. Mm -hmm. And as long as we keep them in our community, our kids, the kids who grew up around us, as long as we keep our kids in our neighborhoods, then they are going to be the ones who are going to buy those homes as they become available. But this is their pathway to home ownership and get there. Talking with Mike Elam, the voice of St. Charles. He also is a St. Charles County Councilman. I just wonder when it comes to this. We've had so many people get very passionate with Lizzie and I, Mike, yeah, coming on the show talking about me personally. I have never had a massive problem with the apartments being built, and I get railed on it right. um, because of that. Well, you don't know what's going to happen, Vic, and here's you, – you if don't. that's all that's, that's there, but our, mar but our real estate market sucks. There's no place to go, and it's not getting any better anytime soon. Right, and if you chase the kids out of the neighborhood, right, if they can't find a place to live uh, close to you, where are they going to go? Well, if they move away, if they move to St. Louis County, if they move to uh, Lincoln County, Warren County, you don't know they're coming back. And you may say, well, it's not that far away. When you have a grandchild, you will change that Am I right, Lizzie? I am right because you are right because I do have a granddaughter. That I knew you did. Right next to me. So I see her every day, almost, almost every day. But to your point, I was one of those ones going, gosh, I don't want these apartments up. They're going to turn into Section 8 and this and that. But again, to your point, two of my kids did move to the city of St. Louis mm -hmm. because they know it's not as safe, but it's trendy and they can walk around. And my daughter and her friend got a really inexpensive right. apartment in the city. And I do fear that. So my son had moved to the city too. He ended up buying a house. So when he has kids, I'm going to have to drive 45 minutes exactly. instead of my daughter. So I do get what you're saying. I don't like the apartments mm -hmm. either. I have noticed something though that I do have to take back some words. I thought they would remain empty. I thought illegal were coming in them. I right. said I was going to go to that. Oh, I <laughs> did. Not, I, no, but not just you. you. You, you not, may have illegals building them. And that's a point of contention that I have been fighting about. Yes, but that's yes. a that's a completely different show. I, I agree because what I have noticed that where the apartments are filled with millennials right yes. now that are two people professionals, not always their spouse. Sometimes it's a roommate. I have some that's coming right by my house, mm -hmm. and they actually look like they're going to be nice. I'm not thrilled about it, but I get it. I hate that I get it, but. 
Also to your point is who's building them. I said this on the show last week. We have a subdivision behind us and all the music being played now isn't, you know, like Metallica. Right. It's Spanish music <laughs> or some sort of a Diwali music with literally behind Diwali. Was, I'm not kidding. It's it, you're laughing at me, but it's like Diwali fireworks <laughs> went off like crazy last night. And it's like, okay, are that's the people who's living there or is it the builders? Because the construction people there are till nine o'clock at night. It's America in 2023 is what it is. I know. And I'm not saying... And I tell people they need to leave St. Charles County. I mean, the world is changing. America is changing. And but people in St. Charles cult- County don't like I, that. Cultures are changing fast. That's Mike true. knows that he sees it. No, yeah. nobody likes culture changing. But I mean, so I live over by Winghaven, right? Mm-hmm. So the majority of the apartment complexes and even a lot of the new homes that have been built are being uh, bought by people from India and Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're going to work for MasterCard. So they come in and right. they're all engineers, right? They come in and they just took over that complex mm-hmm. uh, right there in, in Winghaven. The first apartments that they built, they yes. were really nice. So have you seen these new, I guess they're Alta or something like that, mm-hmm. apartments that they built right next to it? Even more expensive, right? So those folks are, are taking over that because they are literally right up the street from work. So they come in and, and they buy that. There is a there is a complex right on uh, Veterans Memorial, not Veterans Memorial, 364, on the outer road right there. And uh, there was a whole street, and it was all these folks, they started nicknaming it Little Bombay, because these were these they all bought a house together in that community. They went together as a block, and like mm-hmm. 12 families all bought a cul-de-sac together, the whole yeah. street that yeah. went down there together. Yeah. So you're seeing that part change. And cultures from other parts of the world are different where many people will live together as well. They and do. families take care of generations. And that's why and they all did it together because they share all the all the family duties together. And I tell people in St. Charles County, I know you don't want to, or have to, but all you have to do is, and I'm in St. Louis County a lot and in St. Louis City, um, it does, things are not supposed to look like they did 20, 30 years ago because they're just not. This country's changing and it's changing fast. Well, and it, here's the thing, because I talked to Scott Drocknick, who's the economic development director of St. Charles County, a, amazing guy, a guy you should probably interview because he's got all the stats and I figures. I know Scott the, very well. Scott's, Scott's awesome, right? Yeah, so, we need to um, have him on. So the, uh, the interesting thing is we didn't build apartments in St. Charles County for about 15 years. So you start looking at the home explosion that we have had in St. Charles County going back to the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we were building over 5,000 new homes a year. Now that is unsustainable, mm-hmm. right? We should be building somewhere between 1,500 and 1,800 new homes a year was a good pace for St. Charles. So because we were building all those homes, we built zero apartments, zero Well, all of a sudden, the homes started slowing down, and they went, what can we build? We can build apartments. So now they're going back, and these apartments that just shot up out of the ground everywhere, and that's where you get the culture shock from everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, wow, where did all these apartments come from? And it's not just in St. Louis metropolitan area. It's around the country that this is happening. And it's been pent up. 
for the last 10 to 15 years. They should have been building. If you look at how communities should be built, right, and you listen to the experts about that, these apartments should have been built along with the homes that were being built. So as you built a neighborhood, you should have built an apartment are those on city are, are those on city policies that that happened or was that because people were just chasing the almighty dollar it it was both so people were the home builders wanted to build the homes because they could make the most money for that and they were taking all the land that they possibly could right it's the american dream and, and they knew what was coming down the path they did but the people who are building the apartments are not the home builders so the HBA not building the apartments, that's a different group that's going to be building those. Um, they tend to be more national developers who do these apartment complexes all over the country. And that's really who's coming in and, and buying those because these pockets, because you had people who sold the land, but they held on to pockets of land for their family, maybe. Uh, so when the farmers sold the 150 acres to the developer to go put all the subdivision in, they kept a pocket. Well, that pocket is too small for the home builder to come in and do all the infrastructure and, and make it a small pocket development. The only thing that can go there now is something like an apartment complex. And that's where they're seeing their return on investment. So we should have been building these little by little over the last 15 years. I wish we weren't building as many of them as we are building right now. A few, I get. And and you kind of do them in phases and they come in little by little by little. But it, it didn't happen that way, man. When you, This isn't going to stop either, is it? It, it will, yeah. It, it's going to stop. Because of space, uh, space will just run out. Right. So you're going to see in the not-too-distant future, um, and, and I think you've already started to see that, these pockets are being filled because the apartments really started in St. Peter's. Mm -hmm. Why did they start mm -hmm. so much in St. Peter's? Because St. Charles, for the most part, where they had development, St. Charles was full. But St. Peter's didn't have very many apartments. Mm -hmm. St. Peter's got all the three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage homes built in the late 90s, early 2000s. And that's where all the land went in St. Peter's. So they've got all these pockets, especially like right across from City Hall. Mm -hmm. They built all of those apartments, yeah, which did. was just like, holy Pete, where did that come from? Well, then O'Fallon got all the homes and the pockets are there. So what you're seeing is that's being filled in. Most of those pockets have been filled. So uh, you're getting back to more homes that are being built and you're, get, you're gonna have less apartments. But I, I would tell you this, I understand why people feel the way they feel. And I understand perception is these apartments are going up everywhere. And what people used to know about apartments, if you grew up in St. Louis County, you saw all these apartments being Section 8 apartments. I'm not going to tell you it's never going to happen that way because I don't know, quite frankly. But I would tell you that that is what is coming in. It's not a financial windfall for the community. So... Uh, you don't make as much as a city or the county really doesn't doesn't make much off that anyway, because the county is majority sales tax funded. It's not funded by real estate. Uh, real estate really drives more your your schools, your ambulance district, your library district. There's a hot button uh, these mm -hmm. days. But um, that's really who who funds more for that. But uh, the cities 
to a lesser extent, but the cities don't make as much off of apartments as they do off homes. They were talking with Mike Elam. I had no idea we would stay with that subject for so long, but it's Sorry, hot. I didn't no, mean no, to do that. No, that's a good thing. No, it, it's, it's good. Thing it's our, a hot button issue. Yeah. We can it talk is. about it. And that's why podcasting like we do is a great situation. We can do whatever we need to do with breaks and all that at whatever time. I'm curious. Okay. Seeing what you do and mm-hmm. experiencing what you do, working with St. Charles County businesses and politics, um, what concerns you? I mean, you brought up earlier, you saw, you know, Republicans fight with Republicans in a red area. Yeah. What's of concern that you're hearing and seeing when we break down the apartment issues, but what other things going on? You know, the the biggest thing that bothers me as, as a Republican, right? And someone who wants this country to change from where we are. Um, I want Republicans to figure out math. Just figure out math. Quit fighting with each other Mm -hmm. and running people away from the party, right? So I'll go back to last year with my my primary election. Had 6,000 voters who voted in my primary last August. In the November election, where I had no Democrat running against me, right? 26,000 votes happened in my general. 26,000. Where were those 20,000 people in August? Those are people who were disenfranchised. Those are people who went, I don't care about this party thing. I I don't like either one of you. Uh, The left has become more liberal. The right has become more more conservative. And you've gone from what used to be a third, a third, and third, like a third Republican, a third nothing, and then a third liberal. Now you've gone to 20 to 25% affiliates with the party. So now you're, you're 50 to 60% that is not party affiliated. And a lot of them have gone that direction because of all the infighting within the party. And it's one of those kind of things where last year should have been a red wave. Mm-hmm. We heard about it all year long. Yep. There was never a better time. The fields were fertile for harvest, right? Yeah. We should have done that. We found a way to grab defeat from the jaws of victory. And we've done it in 18, we did it in 20, we did it in 22. And I'm like, look, not everybody's going to share your total values, but you're probably going to agree on 80 to 90% of things on the Republican agenda. You're a rhino. I know, that's it. Ronald Reagan used to always say, never speak ill of a fellow Republican. We don't do that at all anymore. Yeah, but sometimes, I know, you're right, but... but is everybody with a Republican R before their name really Republican in D.C.? No, but the, the whole That's point That's the problem is, that dirties the water. It, mm-hmm. it is, but they're more Republican than the person with a D. That's been my point. It, it's <laughs> like, yeah, but he's not a true conservative. I'm like, compared to the Democrat socialist? Like, come on. You have two choices at the end of the day, right? Once you get to that point, you're going to elect a person who can either win or they're going to lose. And you can say, but he was a true conservative, or she was a true conservative. You know what that got you? It got you a liberal. That's what it got you. So now we don't have a seat at the table. We can't make policy. Your number one job is to get elected. Once you're elected, now you can affect policy. In the meantime, you finish second. Do you know what you get for second? Nothing. Nothing. 
Absolutely nothing. You get handled the liberal burger of Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. That's what you get. You get these policies that drive you insane. And you're like, why do I have 7 million illegals invading my country from just the southern border? By the way, we never talk about the northern border. And the northern border is not like it's secure, right? We just have all of this coming across the southern border in so many numbers. Mm -hmm. That's why we have that. Because we fought with each other so much that we couldn't put together electable candidates to win the election. If we would have done that, we would have had Donald Trump as president. We would have had a Republican Senate. We would have had a Republican House because I still think the majority of America leans right. Mm -hmm. But you can't disenfranchise them. When you disenfranchise them, they either don't vote or they vote for the person who didn't piss them off the most. I mean, yeah. you, you had this whole election. I, I feel in my heart of hearts in 2020, zero people voted for Joe Biden. Zero. Mm -hmm. They voted for or against Donald Trump. Yeah, we talk about that. It, yeah. that's, we agree. That's just how it is, right? So we're, we're in that mode right now of uh, we keep fighting with each other. I wish we could stop fighting after the primary is over. We can't stop fighting after the primary. Mm -hmm. Between August and November, we have got to learn to coalesce behind our candidates and say, that's not my guy. My guy was so much better than the guy we ended up with. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support that guy because he's closer to what I believe than what the Democrat socialist who's running against them is. So I'm going to take that and then we're going to move forward and we're going to continue to move little by little by little. We didn't end up where we are today going from Ronald Reagan to Joe Biden. It didn't just flip a switch, as you talked about earlier, Lizzie. We got here, as they say, inch by inch, it's a cinch. And every day we move. I'm going to take this much now and then I'm going to take this much. And they move you down the road to get you to where you are. I mean, who would have thought just 10, 15 years ago? When you look at the culture issues that we're talking about today, you never would have thought the things we're looking at, the United States and America, mm -hmm. we would be here. We didn't get here quickly. We got here little by little by little, and we kept seeding ground and seeding ground, and we kept finding ways to lose. I call it the slippery slope. It, it happens. It and does. you don't even realize how much you've changed in five years when you look back. That's true. Even over a shorter time of period. We've got to and figure my, out, we've got to figure out ways to come together and, and work together for but, the greater good but how, and win. I know, but it's like, how do we do that, Mike? Because here's my issue. We get people on this show, diehard conservatives that will refuse to vote for Donald Trump because Ron DeSantis is their person. And they are even willing to vote for no one or vote for That's, the independent. They won't vote. I, I, I don't get that. I, I couldn't don't. believe how many people that I saw in 2016 who hated Donald Trump so much, Republicans, Yeah, they voted for Hillary Clinton. I can't even believe that. And, and I went, Or the independent. What? There were the people right. in 2016 even that voted for whatever his name, Johnson. And right. it's like, well, but I got to vote my conscience. I got to vote my God. I am a Christian. I send my kids to Christian school. But you can't vote for somebody just because they're m more moral when they're going to lose the vote and we're going to end up with the socialists. Well, I you, don't get that. You need to be honest with yourself. You need to stop and just be honest with yourself and say, if I vote this way, realistically, 
what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And as long as you know that, then you vote however you need to vote, right? Correct. I'm I'm not going to jump on you as long as you vote for that standpoint. As long as you have figured out and made a conscious decision, I know by doing this, I am helping the other side win. And and I just can't bring myself to vote for that guy, so I'm going to vote this way. And I'm like, okay, anybody who votes for a, a third-party candidate, that is just a, uh, I'm throwing a fit, and I'm going to vote for these people. But there are people who say that they're throwing a fit because they, their voice can't be heard. Yeah, they're going to vote on principle. Well, okay. But but when the hell when when the country goes to hell in a handbasket, you can't bitch then. It, you, you, you can't bitch. There, no, you take ownership of that. Yeah, you take, take ownership. There's no of the third party that, coming, and I try right. to tell people. It I'd just, love it's to have a coming. third party, but it's not coming. That'd be great because most of us are not all the way right. Well, Mike, you're all an expert on local left. politics. You know national politics. Um, I just get frustrated when I hear somebody, and I, I want to play this soundbite, and I want okay. you to hear it. Let's go, uh, Rona McDaniel. Yeah. She's the RNC chair. Right. Um, I, I've been vocal about it. I don't think the party has leadership. I don't think it has a direction, my humble opinion, right. like it should when it comes to national issues. It doesn't seem like there's somebody where you know the buck stops here. We're going to take care of this. We know we've got to deal with this issue and that issue. Instead, Rona comes out over the weekend and does an interview with CNN of all companies, all networks. And here's what she said, because she was getting hit hard here. I think it was Dana Bash. And she's like, oh, here you go. The Republican Party's in great shape. Personal attacks against you aside, if you look at what Republicans have uh, have dealt with over the last few years, Republicans lost the White House in 2020, did not win the Senate back in 2022. The House has a Republican majority, but it's so narrow they can barely govern. And on Tuesday, on the state level, Republicans lost big in Virginia and in Kentucky. Are Republicans right to be frustrated? I understand being frustrated. Of course, we want to win. And I look at the RNC, though, and I'm proud of what we're doing. I mean, we're a turnout machine. We don't do the messaging the candidates do with their pollsters and their campaigns. But I look at our minority outreach that we're doing and the growth we've seen with Hispanic and Asian voters. I look at 2022. Republicans won the popular vote. We turned out four million more voters and we would have won the Electoral College. The RNC builds the road. All the candidates drive on it. You need a good candidate and a good road to get to your destination. And the things we're doing right now with our Bank Your Vote initiative and with 70 lawsuits that we're in, we just won won one in New Hampshire that upholds voter ID on top of our engagement with minority communities. I'm really proud of what the RNC does. Okay. She's really proud. But she was on Meet the Press before that, <sighs> doing a, a similar one, with a, and gave a debate to led by NBC. Why? why? Why would you give NBC a debate? There is no reason to do that. <laughs> no, right? ever. We've learned our lesson. Yeah, and, and, and I watched her sidestep and not own anything on the NBC interview. I didn't see this one, but it sounds like it was very similar. Do you know who puts her in her position? Uh, the Republican uh, National, National Committee. Committee. Yes, that means there are. Who's running that? That means people actually think she's good or she's bought and paid for. That's the problem that we hear from people, Mike. That sounds oh conspiracy theory. You got your tinfoil hat on, but I don't blame people for thinking that, Mike. Mm-hmm. When this is the mouthpiece that's put in place, I, I, I completely agree. And uh, I am not a Ramaswamy guy at all. Right. Um, 
I think he's probably a really good business person yeah. <laughs> who is is looking for a way to make a whole lot of money off running for president. And and I think he's going to, right? I, I see the book in his future. There's a lot of money there. There a is lot a lot of money for, for that. Yeah, you, you don't have to win president to make a whole lot of money. You're better off losing. Mike, I know a campaign manager who put together uh, Kanye's presidential run. You may know him as well. And he made a whole lot of money. And then while people were making fun of him for doing it, then he showed the spoils of his work mm -hmm. running for Kanye all over social media and said, you all laughed at me. Now look what I've got. Exactly. And I, I mean, look at Mike Huckabee. Look at Chris Christie, right? So if you if you lose running for president, as long as you won a primary somewhere along the way, then you can make a lot of money doing that. But I, I would tell you for her, um, the people that they ran against her were more of the far right part. And you still have the majority of the old wing of the party who is running the RNC. And they're going to want more of that institutional person. They're not going to want a bomb thrower, as, as I refer to them. As. A Matt Gates, Right. They're, they're not going to want that, right? So because your, your choice is her is the establishment person, and then a more far-right person, the far-right person is going to look extreme, and it's going to freak the donors out. And when the RNC is looking at, where is my money coming from? That's what they're going to be looking at. And, and I think that's how she stayed. But the question that I have is, how, how many times do you need to lose before you realize what we have isn't working. I it mean, shoot, ain't working, people. Texas A&M <laughs> right. fired Jimbo Fisher. They're going to pay him $75 million to not work. And uh, the guy... The, head, the former head football coach at A&M for our audience that may not know. That can't be true because your audience is, is very smart and they've got to <laughs> love football, especially SEC football. But uh, A&M said, you can't win the big game. You're not getting us to a national championship. So because of that, we're going to buck up and we're going to pay you a bunch of Jumping money. Jumping on a grenade to right. change. Go away, right? I, I'm going to take the pain to be able to do that. As a party, we have not figured that out. Here's, here's the other part is, why are all the big donors liberals? Mm -hmm. Why don't get me time. started? You say that all. Mike, don't oh. get me started. It's oh. a Monday. I was happy. Sorry, man. Sorry. It's I just... rip this Republican lack of energy effort with finances all the time. Right. The money is coming from the left. They believe in their passion. They believe in their goal. They believe with their pocketbooks and they back it up. They do. And it's, it's the most frustrating thing. Uh, that's going on. Now, I would say statewide, the guy who seems to be bucking that trend is Mike Kehoe. Mike Kehoe has more money on hand than all of the candidates. Yeah, there's a lot of people that want to see Mike right. as governor. There's there's a lot of people who have who have jumped into Kehoe's but race. But Ashcroft is dominating all the early polls. But it, so I... Uh, and we're it, talking about Missouri politics now. I'm sorry, now we're talking about Missouri It's good. Governor. It's all good, so, yeah. Um, I was just on uh, a radio show last week and uh, the folks from Show Me Victories were there. So they do polling on a regular basis. That's one of their main things. What are they called? Show Me Victories. Okay. Uh, they're a Democrat uh, candidate base. Uh, Michael Kelly's group. Okay. So you've heard of Hancock and Kelly? Oh, I know. Yeah. So Right. So Michael, it's Michael Kelly's group, but Show Me Victories is his polling arm of that group. So they wanted to find out where are a bunch of things 
just in different issues. And one of the ones that they polled was a Missouri governor's race. And they said the Missouri governor's race right now, according to their polls of likely voters, are tied with Ashcroft and Kehoe, with um, Eigel uh, still in single digits. But uh, I, I would tell you, I, I think Jay would probably win if this was a Mike Kehoe against Jay Ashcroft race. Right. Bill Eigel's taking votes away from Jay Ashcroft. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, let's be honest, based on what we just talked about with where the Republican Party is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Bill Eigel is definitely pushing on that far right side. Correct. And that's his brand, right? Yeah. And, and I have nothing bad to say about Bill Eigel or right. his I like brand. Bill right, Eigel. Bill's, I do. Bill's a great guy. And mm-hmm. we, we actually, on paper, have the opportunity in St. Charles County to have the governor and the lieutenant governor with Bob Onder running for lieutenant governor as St. Charles County people. Mm-hmm. And while for St. Charles, I think that would be awesome. I think the odds are, are probably not in our favor for that. But right. when you look at this race, right, um, if you were going to vote for Bill Igel, if Bill Igel wasn't in that race, you're voting for Jay Ashcroft. You're, you're not voting Correct. for Mike Kehoe. Correct. And that's right? my fear. We have a lot of people that listen to our show that definitely want Bill Eigel. He's a great guy. Right. He supports it. My fear with that is exactly what I said before. And I know a lot of really great conservatives that have asked Bill to get out, not because they don't like him. Actually, they like him a lot. Right. But they're afraid that then Kehoe will, will win. And the reason why they don't like Kehoe is they think he is- He's too moderate. Right. He's right. just too moderate where Jay Ashcroft is is very, very similar. He's just not from St. Charles County, but he's very similar to Bill Eigel. And that's my fear that the moderate is going to get in. And I have nothing against Mike Kehoe. I just think he's too moderate. But I, I will take Mike Kehoe over a Democrat. Oh, 100%. So right? would I. So 100% I. of the time. So, 100%. So we just said that. Let's go back to what we said earlier, right? How many of the folks who want Bill Eigel, if Bill Eigel doesn't win the primary, Right. And I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying the way the numbers are Correct. now, Correct. a year away, it, it doesn't look great. Right. So let's if Bill doesn't win, what are Bill's people going to do if Mike Kehoe is the nominee? I'm afraid of that because I know a lot of very good common sense conservatives will be like, shit, I don't like Kehoe, but I will vote for him. But there's always a little faction in any race. There I'm going to take my my toys and go home. And right. so I'm just not going to vote. And that's what I fear. So we saw that kind of going through the House stuff with the U.S. Congress, right? And, and the Speaker of the House race. Chad Pergram on Fox News is amazing. And he broke down that Speaker's race so well by talking talking about the fact of it's not basic math, it's algebra, because what it takes to win depends on how many people are voting, right? So the fewer people who vote, the lower the number of victory needs to be. What I worry about is if, if Bill's not the guy, are his people going to vote for the Republican nominee, whether it's Ashcroft or whether it's Kehoe, or are they going to sit the race out? So there we go again with that whole aspect of people's feelings getting hurt. And I'm taking this very personal. And if I don't get what I want 100%, then I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Well, Well, I would would tell you, I would rather have Bill Igle in Congress than in the governor's mansion. I think Bill Igel in Congress mm-hmm. would be a great fit. Bill, I'm sorry. I have to agree with Mike if you're listening because I, I know you do listen. I, 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 he's a good legislator. I, I agree. Mike, I, that, what a great point. Yeah. I, I mean, he is. I, I, I just, 
I think that's that's his lane. And whether it's whether it's the House or whether it's the Senate, I I quite frankly don't care which chamber. Uh, but I think Bill Lagle would be a a really good. I like all three candidates. I do too. I do. All three of them are, are decent, good candidates. But the bigger problem is what we are all saying in here. All three of them could lead our state in a very positive manner. So Better I'm, than a Democrat. Exactly. Better than, than Crystal Quaid's going to We don't want agree Crystal, on that. Oh. We do not want her. Right. She's as crazy as a loon. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but she is. Hey, remember, it wasn't that long ago, Jay Nixon was the governor. Yeah. And we had one statewide seat. One mm-hmm. statewide seat for Missouri ten years ago. Yeah, I remember. We that well. were a Democrat state. We sure were at, at all the state level races. Yeah, but right? Jay Nixon was quite a different Democrat than Crystal Quaid. Oh, I completely agree with that. Yes, and and even further away than Cory Bush, right? <laughs> yes. So, uh, uh, I I am looking forward to keeping a Republican at every level of state government. Now, the other race that they were talking about that scares me. Uh, even I'm, more. We'll let you go after you say this one then. Sorry. Uh, Don't apologize. Thank, you, it's thank great. you, by the way, for all the time. And I really appreciate being on the show today. I, I love the show. No, that's why we love our concept because of what we can do and get yeah. into deep conversations. Yeah, about you things. don't you don't have a 13 minute window where we move, need to move on to the next break and I've got top of the hour news that I've got to back into. So I, I love that part of it. Um, but when you start looking at the other uh, races that are out there, they said Josh Hawley is actually at a gettable seat for the Democrats. Oh, I hate to hear that. But who is saying that? Uh, well, the people who are doing the polling. Okay. And granted, they're Democrat pollsters, but mm-hmm. the, the numbers are the numbers. Here's the big thing. You're a year away from that race. You are literally November to November, right? The world is going to change between now and then. Here's the thing that I know you have an audience that is really engaged they really are they're very engaged and they're on the front end and they're paying attention to all this stuff so i was at dinner saturday night with some friends who uh they were started off talking and they were asking me about national politics and talking about national politics i brought up the missouri governor's race and they said i i didn't even know who was running wow and i went really like i thought these folks were plugged in based on everything that they were talking about. I'm like, oh, you're in. Like, you know what's going on. They were in on national. They were not paying attention to state. And I guarantee you they know even less about locals. So if there's one thing I could encourage your audience to do is get involved and bring friends, right? Mm -hmm. So share things that you see out there that you think are important and back it up with facts. Don't just throw opinions out there. Help people get educated about the issues that are going on. Learn the story behind the issue and bring your friends along. Some of them are going to come kicking and screaming, by the way. It's okay. Eventually, uh, they'll get over it and, and they'll come to play. But uh, we've got to move forward as a party. We've got to figure out, hey, if your guy didn't win, 
stick with the party nominee because I guarantee you that party nominee, as much as you may not be a fan, is so much better than the Democrat nominee that you're going to end up with if you turn your back. We've got to come together as a party. We've got to figure this out. We've got to get the White House back. We've got to get the Senate back and we've got to keep the House. And hopefully we do the same thing in the state of Missouri. And thanks again for having me on today. Mike, we'll get you back on again. Uh, We'll keep in contact to bring you on and uh, talk about these issues. This is I'll see you stuff. at the next cigar party. Okay, there, there you go. 100%. Everyone loves it. your voice. I think most people have already heard you, but we are a national podcast, That's... so not everyone is from this area. And I kept seeing on all the different platforms, I love his voice. Well, That's why Mike is the God voice so, of St. Charles. I, I emcee all those <laughs> events and, and on my on my sign there that you put up, the voice of St. Charles, I, I actually had a lady who, a number of years ago, I was emceeing a race, and she said, I hear you emceeing everything, uh-huh. and I got out to come walking up here, and I heard you talk, and I'm like, there's the voice of St. Charles. There it is. 100%. It, it just kind of stuck from that point. So I appreciate the time. I appreciate your audience. You guys stay plugged in to what's going on, and uh, hold on to the passion. Amen. Well said. Amen. Mike Elam, the voice of St. Charles, Thank and... If you don't agree with him at a St. Charles uh, County Council meeting, there's no need to call him a rhino. Yeah, or, don't or, call him a rhino and don't say, we or, heard you or on bring a little rhino up to him. And if you did that, that's fine. But there's, I mean, I don't know if you're going to accomplish anything by doing that. We have different opinions everywhere. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Mike, thanks again. Thank you. Happy Monday. Uh, this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks, Projo in the house. Just talking with Mike Elam. Good to get a perspective from a local standpoint when it comes to politics, state politics, and of course, uh, national politics. And we'll get Mike back on to talk. Yeah, That's- there's so, there's so much going on around the United States that you've got to you've got to talk about it. And I think the biggest take home that I heard from Mike today is. I'm so guilty of it too, as, as thinking that somebody's a rhino and you just haven't seen the whole picture. You've got to get behind the scenes of every issue. Find out how you legislate. So many people, me included, want what we want. And when they don't do it, then we get mad about it. And they're called a rhino when really they can't even do that. Like that's not even their lane to legislate. Yeah, those things do happen. By the way, we appreciate Complete Auto Body Repair for being a show sponsor. Seven locations throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area. They're always looking for jobs too you can go to completeab.com you can look them up on our website canceltheshow.com underneath the partners page once again canceltheshow.com underneath the partners page and you'll see complete heck we even have an email set up for you you should check it out we do a really good job with that also experienced real estate partners kathy hobig strick steve strick expect to be sold 314-276-SOLD 314-276-SOLD uh you don't want to do real estate by yourself these days especially after just talking with mike if you need advice Get the questions answered. No strings attached. Give her team a call. Let them know that you heard about them on canceltheshow.com and or that you watch them on Wednesdays as well. Route 66, also a part of our Weed Wednesday segments. Uh, you can check them out, route66dispensary.com. Once again, all of these sponsors on our page. We do our Weed Wednesday segments. Also associated with Route 66 is the Ostar product line. One of the best you're going to find. You can get their products all throughout the state. We get educated on Weed Wednesdays with Ham and Patrick. Looking forward to Wednesday's segment as well. Solar City STL. We'll be checking in with them again this week when it comes to solar. I had so many questions about solar after the, the show mm-hmm. from four different people last week when it came to everything that Justin was talking about. Super knowledgeable dude. 
food, knows everything about it, uh, why you would do it, why you wouldn't do it. Can you do portions? And now that we're starting to educate and learn about Solar City, I'm noticing panels on people's houses I am too. I've that I never them. noticed before, specifically in St. Charles County a lot as well. St. Charles County. So obviously, if it makes sense for you, if you're using certain uh, mm -hmm. amount of energy, uh, damn, it, it would totally make sense. Strategic Air Services, the premier private transportation company, they're providers in all things aviation, from aircraft management to concierge services, acquisition. Uh, they have a happy customer base. If you can do it and it makes sense, Check them out, strategicairservices.net. Once again, strategicairservices.net. If it's private flying, a day flying, if it's a weekend, a week, whatever, give them a call. And of course, as Kevin Malutnik, the owner, always tells us, they're looking for pilots. They're looking for people to work in the warehouse as well, to help with pulling the planes, learning everything about the aviation industry. Fantastic opportunities for work. And uh, another new sponsor, which I really, really like, is WeQuip, W E. Q-U-I-P. You need to check out WeQuip. You can go to our website, canceltheshow.com. If you click on the spot, the partners page and click on we uh, the, the WeQuip and go to their website, it's, it's fascinating. You're talking yes. about rentals for everything. It could be for hours. It could be for days. But they have so many opportunities. They've got to cancel this uh, promotion page for people. Uh, check them out. They have an extensive inventory of all kinds of products that you can rent. I had no idea this existed in the Fallon, Missouri area. They do a terrific job business. They're backing cancel this backing the St. Charles uh, community as well. You can also uh, earn some extra cash there too. become an owner of WeQuip. It's very, very interesting. Some of the things that they do. So check them out. WeQuip.com, WeQuip.com. And of course, Wenties uh, in the Chesterfield Valley, Good food, good times, pizza, hamburgers, wings, you name it. Live entertainment most of the week as well. Uh, all your sporting events as well. Massive heated patio, especially as the colder months come in. Uh, they're always open, always there for a good time in the Chesterfield Valley. You can stop in. Great service as well. Um, the thing that is really great about that place and a lot of other places, their staff never leaves. Mm -hmm. The staff stays, and it shows you something about yep. the company Very that they have there turnover. as well. Well, this is Cancel This, CancelTheShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks and Projo in the house. We're talking a lot of politics things and people getting passion. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of things force people into this this Thank passion you. or so to speak. And there's been some things happening across the world. And I get a feeling it could be happening in the United States. But uh, check out these videos from Spain and or Poland, it doesn't matter which you show, Joe. I, I will show what's up. Poland had a million people recently out in the streets. Wow. And it's not that they're, and, and it's not all about, well, we're all for the right and left. There's some other issues that are going on in mm -hmm. Poland. The video from Spain, they are patriots battling a socialist government, 100% trying to do everything that they can. And th that, that's, that's Spain. That's passion. Those are people coming out. To argue, to battle for their freedom, to battle, hey, we don't want to become a socialist government. We don't want these policies that you're trying to put in place. And we'll go and we'll try to back it as well. People wondering about their votes at the same point in time. Are we really being treated correctly? Are our votes being counted? Is this more of a world economic forum situation that is going on? And then when you go to Poland, yes, Tara says Poland is super conservative. They are. And they, I mean, check out the video we show you from Poland. 
the stuff is absolute. I mean, you're talking about millions of people in the streets doing everything that they possibly can. Jeannie says, yes, we need to do this as well. Mm -hmm. We need to get out there. And that's exactly what we wanted to talk about. Is this going to happen in America? Yes, we had a January 6th situation mm -hmm. where there were, you know, they talk, did we get opinions of a million people being there at one point in time? Yes, or? there was definitely a million people. I mean, there. but look More at those. I mean, you just look at the scenes mm -hmm. where you could have, um, would you be able to have this again in DC with fences being put up and situations like that where everybody gets a chance to go out? and have their voice heard, or at least feel like it. Look at this video from Poland. Beautiful. beautiful. I mean, listen to that and look at that. That's awesome. That's pride of country. Yes, it is. That's caring about causes. That's being scared shitless that something's going to be taken away. Absolutely. And whether you agree or disagree on everything, at least it's people getting out and trying to give a voice singing their national country songs. That is just... Our so listeners beautiful. can hear it. That's why I wanted to give you some sound. Our viewers can see. I mean, <laughs> million people lining the streets of Poland. This is exactly what we need to do in the United States. Oh, just a million people singing together. Mm. As Tara said, it gives you the chills. It gives you goosebumps there for sure. Can it happen in the United States? I think it Will can. Will it happen in the United States? And it States? did. It did on January 6th and other days like that. But we now know what they're going to do. So it will scare some people off. However... If they're going to do it, just don't do it right, right there. Don't go beyond the fences, but line the streets of D.C. Line the streets of Fairfax and other places all around D.C. Or if you don't even want to go to D.C., get that amount of people at your own state capitol. Lisa says, I want to cry, oh. honestly. Uh, somebody else said it gave me chills. Mm -hmm. uh, Kimberly says, if that was here... They would be called insurrection by would. our media. Tara says we are too lazy. Mm -hmm. Paul puts up the Polish flag. Um, it's what? What's it going to take? What's I, it going to take? Are things so comfortable, so great mm -hmm. again that mo that we don't know? Mo the people who are alive right now don't know what it's like to not have comfort well and as pam says that's why the fbi did what they did on j6 because that was the scene in dc that day and that wouldn't have stopped there if they hadn't have done that if the fbi and all the other alphabet letters hadn't have done that that group would have kept getting larger and larger and larger it's not just that people are lazy and yes there is a lot of people that are lazy it's now that they just don't think it's worth it they don't want to go there they don't want their bank accounts looked at they don't want to be thrown in the hooskow they don't want to be sitting at home one day and have the fbi come in and just bust open their doors F so on j6 they absolutely did what they set out to do because they don't want something like what was just here in Poland. Well, we talk about civil war 
Is it going to happen? Could it happen? I would have thought um, it would have happened by now. I think they've scared so many people not to do that. What does the Civil War look like in mm. the year 2023 and moving forward? Uh, all fair questions, all because people, number one, hate politics, <laughs> don't trust what's going on in D.C. in this country, don't trust what's happening with elections, don't trust who's necessarily leading the RNC, as we just talked about a little bit earlier with Rona McDaniel and everything that went into that. Um, and as Aaron says, or who shot Ashley Babbitt on January 6th. And an interesting part to this, which was I wasn't trying to dive into all the dynamics of the political scene in Poland right now, just from the sheer fact of showing what people can accomplish and go out by trying to get passion going. Paul reminds us that Poland actually had to endure communism and socialism. The youngsters here in Poland who think it's a great idea need to experience, oh, the youngsters in America, mm -hmm. need to experience what communism, socialism really is. Yeah, they don't have any idea. They don't because they jump on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. They be sure do. Because the powers that be, the Marxist teachers and people know that America's youth is where you attack, which is why we had the colleges come into what they did in, mm -hmm. you know, many, many, many decades ago. Uh, and Robert says, in some ways, we already have it here. Oh, I, I think I think you're talking and Robert, please explain what you mean by that. Have what here? The passion or the problems? I know we've got problems. I didn't know if you were talking about the passion that comes along with that as well. We, we do have the passion here. There is so many patriots that are here that have that passion that do it day in and day out. But as I said before, there's so many of those that have just kind of stepped back. And it goes to what even Mike was talking about. We're all fighting amongst ourselves now too. So I mean, the, the whole world order people and, and I'm not a tin hat person, but they've done what they've set out to do to America divide 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 republicans but they're not dividing the democrats because they're not democrats anymore they yeah. are literally communists now uh in the chat line from people um we live in a left-wing tyranny third world shithole now um right on vic um we need to think about those that stood up for our independence those that fought for the rights of women and mm -hmm. all races mm -hmm. And fight for the good of our country. Otherwise, our ancestors all fought in vain. And ancestors and family members of us own family members who've died Absolutely. fighting for what they did. Glenn says the world's a dumpster fire right now. It really is a it's dumpster fire. It's not just fire. the youngsters. It's also... Uh, the hippie boomers. Yes, um, yes. It's it's the teachers and our schools now are like that. It's And I shouldn't say the teachers. It's more the administrators and the teachers union have made our schools, our public schools, and many private schools, dumpster fires. I'm curious. Is anybody else concerned that something's going to happen on Thanksgiving? Or is that just me? What? what where, where did this why what? Do you, why do you where does this come all, from? Let, let, think about this. Okay. So, you know, we're being invaded by UN troops, correct? Oh, for sure. You, okay. uh, yep, yep, we are. That's so, another topic for another day. I mean, okay. that's a big statement. We're being invaded. Oh, by we are being. Well, I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up, so we are being invaded. You know. But what? But you have to explain. I feel so like the significance understand. of Thanksgiving. It's going to be a little symbolic, kind of like nine eleven. I guess I don't know. Well, and like Brenda said on the chat line, that is what it's going to take. 
some sort of an attack on Thanksgiving or another 9-11 for our cozy little butts that are net, you know, Netflix and chilling and our youth that's just playing video games all the time and never leaving their house and ordering Grubhub and all that. I mean, you know, some of our youth never, never leave the house. Yeah. And the other problem that you have is you have people who don't care as much about this country younger Correct. than new people who are arriving. Case in point, what happened over the weekend? Obviously, you've got these pro-Palestinian groups and look at this video we're showing you from New York, but you've got pro-Palestinian Palestinian pro Hamas groups all over America that have been out protesting. And when you do that, you're anti Israel. You're not pro Palestine, you're anti Israel because of who you have. And with you're pro terror. You. You're pro terror. And especially when you had multiple Americans die. Not even talking about what happened to Israel, but you've also got situations going on now where you still have over two hundred people who are held hostages, including Americans, that has mm -hmm. not changed. And you're out doing this. We know you don't give a shit about America. We know you don't care. But now, in so many areas, police have just backed off because you have people and leadership, weak leadership. Weak leadership, weak leaders will always lead to problems. Mm -hmm. This is from New York. Their Palestinian event over the weekend. Look at this. New York, poli New York police, they didn't arrest or stop anybody from doing anything this is in new york do what you want we're not look at police are just there oh yeah we're just gonna let you we'll collect our paycheck i mean what the hell this is going on all over america now for our listening audience we are showing video of the pro-palestinian rally in new york um jumping up on telephone poles ripping down signs ripping down flags American flags, Israel flags, these things are not stopping. And it's happening in New York. And of course, Joe Biden, who we, we've gone on, he, he's not a leader. We know he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, why he's still there, uh, it, it, it's kind of a mystery, but it's not. He shouldn't be there. It's so bad, but we know why they got to keep him there. At least until they can... Mm -hmm. exercise the plan of who else is going to take over for them. Um, but this stuff still happens all over our freaking country. Uh, it, it's not stopping. It, it is not stopping. And to what Joe was talking about Thanksgiving, I've seen all over the internet since these are happening in our in our urban areas as well as around our college campuses. It happened again this just yesterday. You know, a bunch of WashU students were in the Central West End. This is what they're saying. I don't know if this is true, and I would love that some of the listeners are talking about it on the chat line, is the reason why they're say saying Thanksgiving. It's the one holiday that students who are very much pro-Palestinians, who might themselves be pro-Hamas, they don't go home. They, they don't go home. Like over Christmas break, they do, but they don't go home over Thanksgiving, and they are calling for humongous you know, gatherings and these riots to be in our malls again. Yeah, but they're calling about those right now. That's nothing going to be changing. I mean, it's what's, I think it'll, I it's think what's, it's it's what's going on. I don't, I don't want people to get afraid that something bad's going to happen to them on Thanksgiving because no, we know that let, most let me, stuff that comes out on the internet, it's wrong or it hypes people up and then nothing happens. That is true, Let me too. clear that up. There's nothing that invokes that. That's just me that's just my personal thought just because of how thanksgiving symbolizes america and you know the 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 discovery or whatever of america and well we know that there's definitely people who disagree with the way that this country was founded mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah I, i'm just 
kind of. You're not the this only is one just thinking me that, though. Putting some thoughts together. That's all. I don't want people to get worried that something's actually going to happen. But uh, Robert says he's on his way to Costa Rica. Um, en- enjoy. Keep us posted when you get back from that country. That's for sure. Donna says, "Vic, what's Mizzou? Mizzou stands for the University of Missouri." Um, it's the first time I've worn my Mizzou uh, shirt on here or Mizzou pullover uh, because the Mizzou football team is dominating. I love Mizzou. I'm a graduate. I played there a long, long time ago. So that's what Mizzou's about. Support for the M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Uh, two of my grandsons come home for Thanksgiving, listener says as well. Um, these things are going on around the country and we don't have leadership. We continue to have um, and, and I still think it's on purpose that the people don't look at Joe Biden. Um, it, it's so bad. Um, first of all, and and Joe, we'll we'll listen to Biden talk first. So if you can pop that up, his oh, sound. But, but now it's come out that you've got a situation going on where Joe Biden was caught calling David Axelrod a prick. He's a brick, you know, the old, you know, the old relative who they lose control of everything and and, and they can't because David Axelrod said that he needs to step away. David Axelrod, very tight with Obama, by the way, ran his campaign (laughs) Uh, telling him like so Biden got caught calling him a prick. Um, It's just very interesting Mm -hmm. that. Um, it, it's a big name strat name calling strategy. It's not going to help him get back at any polls against President Trump or against uh, Trump. Just it's just not going to happen. And then over the weekend, two more incidents. Um, he's all about the LBGTQI. <laughs> Listen to Joe Biden. And a no veteran is denied the honor they earn because they were discharged for being LBTQ plus. LB. And a no veteran LBT. is denied the honor they earn because they were discharged for being LBTQ plus. Okay, LBTQ no plus. is denied the honor they earn because they were discharged for being LBTQ plus. Okay, so he's not for gays. L- he, no veteran. It's lesbian, bi, trans, queer. Because they were discharged for being he, LBTQ plus. So he's not for. He doesn't for, care about gay people. He doesn't care about gay people. He, he doesn't care about gay people at all. L- LBTQ plus. plus. He left out the G. Yeah. Now, granted, it is difficult when you put all the letters together. It can be correct. Correct. Especially for a man of his that. age and his cognitive ability. Mm-hmm. LBTQ plus. <laughs> I mean, he's looking around. It's like, yeah, rrr, prick, I said it. Prick. Rrr, rrr. <laughs> Reminds me. <laughs> My poor grandma. God bless her soul. Grandma Dorothy used to cuss at people. With oh, your me. grandma's name was Dorothy? Yeah, Mine before she too. passed away, Aww. my aunt was taking care of her. She, she would just get angry and start cussing at people. <laughs> Shit back. I can't wait to get that old. Oh my gosh, isn't that fun? You can flip kids off and nobody That's Joe Biden. You can do that. My father-in-law's in the hospital and he's telling everybody that Joe Biden's an idiot and he doesn't care. And he was telling the nurses, it looks like it's Pakistan in here. I mean, he's saying all kinds of stuff. I mean, you do. you, And that's what's happening with, with Biden again. Yes, yes. I mean, literally. If oh. Robert's LGBTQ plus H. <laughs> A, B, C, D, G, F. Uh, then, Veterans Day over the weekend, we celebrated it on Friday. 
look at this. Look at this video. He is so low. Just look oh. at him. Okay, he's he's going up. Uh, what what am I supposed? To, okay, I'm, uh, no, me. Uh, <laughs> no, sir, go back. Go back. Uh, oh, okay. And he like shot like his knees. He, he just shot. He barely. It's so For embarrassing. The biggest clown this country has ever had in oh. office. This is Clown Central. For our listeners, we're showing video now of Joe Biden in front of a wreath on Veterans Day. He was standing there. He was supposed to go back and hang with people. He started to walk back, then got confused, then went back to the wreath. Now he start, he uh, he may he almost his like feet got all tangled up. I mean, he it, it, it's a walking embarrassment for the Demo Democrats. I'm sorry. This is embarrassing for you. Mm -hmm. Like very, every time Joe Biden is on camera, he embarrasses you. And then there's people in the left media that are like, well, you know, he may stumble sometimes, but he's better than Donald Trump. Oh, yes. No. Stop. I can't believe people really say that, but they do. Oh, my gosh. You know, his mean tweets and oh. decorum hurt my feelings. Here's another thing. I've never seen this before. Mary said, and this could be serious. We know that he's got issues, and that's why he's not running again. Uh, he, he won't be able to do anything. It's why he didn't do a debate, won't do a debate, won't really have media sessions, won't do interviews with opposing media like Donald Trump does. Yes, he's a wreck. Mary says people with Parkinson's don't move their arms when they walk. And people from the beginning and he has can't, Parkinson's. And he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he has it too. I do. I think he has Parkinson's disease. I do. That he acts like he even walks. He even has that walk. And it really goes to show, and I started thinking about this a little deeper, it just goes to show the power that an American president with some gumption and a spine has in the world mm -hmm. because of what Trump did. He kept everything in order. Biden comes in and the world goes to hell in a handbasket true because you know whether it's good or bad with our presence across seas and i can you know give points why it's not great to be there it just goes to show when you're all of a sudden leading and then you mm -hmm. just vacate yeah people are like oh yeah we're gonna take over and start doing whatever the hell we want to do what's really sad about it is that dementia and uh, alzheimer's have been linked in new studies to uh nutrition and can I've be seen corrected, that as well. And can be corrected through nutrition. Mm -hmm. So with our government, who well knows all of this, they, they are still feeding him a diet that's probably making him worse. Yeah. I'm sorry, but this is all by design. It is all by design. All of it's by design. Because, you know, and you talked about this last week, Vic. It's, you know, Obama, again, is running the show and they want him to look bad because Obama doesn't love our country. He doesn't care that he looks like a laughing stock. Then he can then again find whoever it is he can control. Control. And, and actually, I think he enjoys him looking like this. Well, it, it is really bad. Well, he chose him to look like that. And he yes. was always kind of the little the white whipping boy that uh -huh. he was. Absolutely. Uh, Tim Scott, by the way, uh, he's pulled his name from the opportunity to be a Republican yes, presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. Tim Scott, of course, the African-American from South Carolina. Um, terrific politician. Yeah, done very great. well. Uh, he gained some interest in the get-go, but he's, what, got 2%? Yeah, not That's much. not going to help Ronnie, that's no, for sure, if he's no. going to go out with, with, with Ron DeSantis. But it mm -hmm. was good to have him while we had it, Tim Scott. Um, uh, and it's interesting because maybe there'll be something for him in the future. Maybe Tim Scott. Yeah. It's not like he did bad. He just didn't do good. Right. He just didn't say anything. Don't worry about putting the picture up finesse. now, Joe. We're going to move on from him. Yeah. It, 
Yeah, literally, we're moving on from Tim's. <laughs> moving on um, from that guy. It'll be interesting to see if he tries to pick a uh, a candidate to support because he hasn't. Um, now Aaron says, "Hallelujah, Chris Christie will not leave because the man has nothing in his life." And he and you he is Chris, mad at but Trump because because he doesn't have anything. I mean, just the, if you were Chris, everywhere you go. You're made fun of, not because of Donald Trump, but because of yourself. Because he says dumb stuff. He went to Florida. He got booed out of Florida by Republicans. Yeah, he sure His whole mission was not to run for president. His whole mission was being a plant to try to destroy Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. That's why your life sucks. That's why you're not going anywhere in politics. And if we could sit you right here and help you and educate you and put you on a better path, we would. But you're not going to give us that time, Chris, mm-hmm. because nobody wants to listen to you and you know you're just going to be put in your place again. Correct. And it's sad to think that you would go out and do this. But anyway, that's Chris. Chris Christie's still going. Vivek and Nikki can join him. I don't know. I think Vivek and Nikki stay all the way. I think they do too. I think there's a facet of people that like Vivek and... You know, I'm not a fan of Nikki Haley, but there's a group of people who don't understand she's such a warmonger. What they think is they think she is great and that she's going to get us out of this war and no, she's going to she, keep she us wants safe. To bring she wants to the, bring war here. Yeah, she's she, a warmonger. Well, she wants to bring, me, she wants to bring uh, refugees yeah, here. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> And she likes the war uh, machine. She likes it. But there's a lot of people that since she's a female, I know a lot of female people who like her at, just because she's a female. Well, even my daughter saw through it after first liking her. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah uh-huh. we see her. The more Same. the more she Same. talks, the more she's around. And I mean, she called Vivek scum during a, a yeah. you know, it's just like, give me a break. <laughs> And he, I mean, and we don't know exactly enough about Vivek. I mean, I'm not sure I trust him, but I like the things he says, but I'm yeah. not sure I trust him. Same as Obama. A lot of people like the things Obama said, but well, because we he's smooth. He is Absolutely. silky, silky smooth. Uh, as if we didn't have enough things going on in this country. We talk about him on cancel this, cancel the show.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks and Projo. And a lot of it gets back to media and it's just how media doesn't cover things how they should, which is why we do what we do. Um, this did you see the I mean just the the brutal video of the teenager oh, who so was beat sad. to death in Vegas? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll show you this video. Um, you're talking about a white teen beat to death by f- at least fifteen uh, young black kids, and you're like, where is where where are these people's hearts? Where is the the whole aspect of? You're just gonna beat somebody to death. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid. Yeah, there we go. You see what's going on. This is 17-year-old Jonathan Lewis was getting beat because he was trying to stick up for somebody else who was being bullied. Uh, left him with substantial injuries. He was in the hospital, battling, fighting. Um, it happened November 1st. And it happened right outside of a high school. That that's the worst part. There's a GoFundMe page for him right now. Um, the family, the dad said, we have been given a statement from our son's girlfriend that what occurred was that one of his smaller friends, the 17-year-old, mm. one of his smaller friends had something stolen by that group of 15. Those thugs, those animals, those savages, and I. I mean, they're young. So when you're young, you do stupid things. I'm older and you still do stupid things. 
but something something in your human yes body brain heart should tell you to stop mm-hmm. that this is wrong mm-hmm. um so these are this boy who animals. got beat to death was sticking up for his 15 year old friend a small mm-hmm. kid they stole something so he went to talk to him and then they threw the 15 year old small boy the the 15 year old they put him in a trash can mm. i think we need to bring back public hangings and well yeah. i'm not and here's the thing that sucks i cannot imagine if this happened to my son but these are 15 year old kids but and obviously that shows how I, I don't know raised. if it's a, it's a parent thing. Of course, it's a you parent go to the parent. Thing. No, I mean like if you can go to the you do something to the parents, you hold the parents yeah. accountable. We've talked about similar issues. Mm-hmm. So the seventeen-year-old confronted them with no fear, courageous, and he gets beat down by these fifteen what they are little thugs, and they're products of their parents, they're products of their community, they're products of their social media, they're products. Of everything that's being taught right now. Correct, correct. And that's the problem. There is no respect. It's all about me, 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 which is what the news tells you about, which is you're entitled to do whatever the hell you want because mm-hmm. of the color of your skin. You betcha. And that's not everybody, but it was these groups. And it, and it goes to show you. But it fuels it. It does. Critical race theory and all that social justice BS tells all those black kids there that they are victims and this white guy that's just standing up. Let's beat the white guy up. Because could you imagine if this was reverse? If those were 15 white kids yeah, beating, beating a black, black kid? kid? You would not hear the end of this on We'd all of the We have writing in the street, But yet you're not getting any coverage of this nope. anywhere because this is a white kid, mm-hmm. a 15-year-old white kid who is being bullied by 15 black kids. So another white kid goes to try to confront the kids about why they stole it, the item, and then put him in a trash can. Mm-hmm. And he tries to stop. Bull- Where's all the bullying this, bullying that? Charges are coming against the kids. They're try- Thank God there's a video. And why people videotape this stuff. Uh, first of all, I'm glad there's videotape. It yeah. sucks that you have to see it and realize that it's going on. But it also helps keep those responsible. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you can try them as adults. I mean, they're 15-year-old kids. 15, well, they maybe run. they're seniors. Maybe they're 17. The kid that got beat down and lost his life is 17. Got it. Yeah, I don't know how old they are. I think if they were 17, that does make a difference that they can get tried as an adult. But a 15-year-old, they might put them in juvie for a little while, and then they get out, and and nothing. And it's all because they were bullies, Uh animals, being raised by animals Uh in Las Vegas. Correct. So clearly, any. I mean, I don't care. You don't. Your kids could do bad things. I get it. You can teach them. But I promise you, if you're doing your job as a parent, there is no way in hell you've got a situation where your kid's beating other kids over and over and Correct. over while the right. kids are just laying on the ground. Uh-huh. That, that is. And it's a mob mentality. It's, it, it, you know what it is? That's a racist act. That is, that's a hate Those kids crime. are racist, bad, bad, bad young kids right now. Very bad. And they're racist. That's the only reason that white kid beat the white kid to death because they were bullying another white kid. And it needs to be called out. Yes, it needs to be called out. And we'll do it here because we're trying to be fair to all of these situations. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like it anymore if it was all a whole bunch of white kids doing it to a black kid. Exactly. I wouldn't like it either. I wouldn't care what color that they This happened in Las Vegas. And 
let's show the video again one more time, Joe, just from the sheer fact of this happened. It's a massive story. It should be covered mm -hmm. more on a national scale. It's not this poor kid was beaten on November 1st. He finally succumbed to his injuries over the weekend and he's no longer with us. A 17 year old kid trying to stick up for his 15 year old friend, a small kid who was being bullied. We always talk about stop bullying, protect kids, anti-bullying. Uh, the kid's trying to help his friend and then he gets jumped and beat down by 15 kids that refuse, that refuse to stop. And, and he's on the ground and they just continue over and over and over. Uh, it just, and then you had other kids that came in at the last second to try to help. But happens right at school, right after school. Um, and, and I hope they're proud of themselves um, because... They've got video of everything that was going on. Yeah, I hope they're proud of themselves, too. Because if they're 15, and hopefully they go to juvie and then go to jail, what do they think about that? But if they're not raised with any conscience or right or wrong or the value of human life... Is it a race issue? Yes, that is absolutely a race issue. Absolutely a race issue. And and, and why, I, you know, if you had asked me this three years ago, I would have said, maybe it isn't. Maybe they just don't like this kid. But we're seeing this hate. And I ask you because of your blended family. Yeah, I have a blended family. And even the people that are in my family that are black, they would absolutely say that this is a hate crime. And that right now, the black community is brutal to other black people and white people who don't agree with their mob, critical race theory. And also, they really believe that they're oppressed, that the white man still owes them. That had stopped for a while. But then, you know, as Mike said earlier, it's creeping in, creeping in, and it's full-blown in our schools now. Well, public schools are a nightmare. They're, they're they are. Full I mean, heck, blown. the private schools can be a nightmare, too, but nothing like public. Oh, yeah, nothing. Even the most liberal private private school isn't like this. If you go into some of these schools that it is, and a lot of the teachers, white or black, are, are treating the children as, you're white, you should be ashamed of yourself, sit down, be quiet, let the, I mean, literally this is going on, let the black boy have the eraser or the dry erase thing. You sit down, white kid, you're privileged at home, and they may even be, have the same home life, but because you're white these days, you are considered bad. And, and, and what's sad is, I see white kids now who were not racist at all now side-eyeing people that talk like that because they're like, are all black people like that? So, I mean, we're seeing more and more division among the white and black children in situations, even at school. I see more, I mean, but here's, I, I, I see both, Lizzie. I see better than it's ever been and then I also see I worse agree. than it's ever been. I, I agree because my children hang around people of all colors and I'm not seeing the issue here but I have friends kids that go to different schools than ours and there is true hatred amongst races at their schools. My kids are taught in a Christian school so they're basically taught to, you know Jesus loves all of you so they're not really seeing it but the, but they're learning learning about the fact outside of their own school system there is major hatred I know it's why I, it's why I love. I mean, I absolutely love athletics and sports because it's a great way where kids are brought together of all. Great, races. it's a good equalizer. Um, it is. It is.
And I would love to break know. break down walls, but, and it gets back into what we just saw. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I, I would love to know, to your point on that, is were any of those kids all on the same basketball team or cross-country no team way, or no track? No way, no way. They could not No way, have because it would have stopped. It would have stopped. Held to it, the it no. It would not have happened. would have stopped. So that's also kids that aren't in good after-school activities, too. It's kids that are left to their own devices, because I bet they are not anywhere on the football team, track, any of that. Well, and it gets back into the double standard of media that I talked to and worked in for oh, so for long sure. and it hates I, I hate the fact these stories should be covered the same and they're not and race plays a role why are most of the people that were jumping in here today didn't even know that this happened they didn't know about the video correct this is you huge won't see it anywhere but you would see it if it were other colors and it should correct. not be a correct. color issue mm-hmm. we're all supposed to be the same we're all supposed to be in the same situation uh, if it happened once again 15 white kids beat a black kid who was sticking up for his smaller friend who had an item stolen by the white kids and stuck him in a trash can. So his mm-hmm. old, his two-year-old friend went over to confront the white kids and the white kids beat him senseless to Wait, death. You said it was stolen by the white kids? No, I'm giving you the, the opposite. opposite scenario. Oh, okay. I got you. Got you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm confused. What? then you know that it would be a massive national story. It, it would be a massive national story. We just try to be fair, call the stuff out. And and it's true. And and someone said on the chat line that this is creeping into our sports. I think it's less and less if you're in an after-school activity and you build a camaraderie, but they're not wrong. This is creeping into some sports at some school. Well, there's, there's a mentality that happens too. Um, it, it's very sad. It I don't know- I hated, I saw something Friday night. My son's team was playing a school. I'm not going to say the school's name. Before the game even started, um, my son's a mixed team. You know, there was two private schools playing each other. Well, the private school that we were at just happens to be all African-American. Well, what I don't get, and it happens to be a, well, and it's a, a situation where, and I say this because it can happen at Catholic, it can, can happen, happen at private, it can mm-hmm. happen at public. Before the game even started, my son's team is way down on the left side, out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. I blame the coaches of this, but their mm-hmm. team comes in on the other side of the end zone, mm-hmm. over 120 yards away. So they run onto the field as teams do. Okay, then normally you go to your bench. But instead of running to their bench, what did they do? They ran all the way down 100 yards to the opposite end zone, ran out of the end zone. They were all together and start yelling and chanting, at my son's team out of the end zone in the back corner. So they moved as a group all the way over. Thank Mm -hmm. God my son's team had one coach there. Before it ended, you had the teams about five feet away from each other, like yelling and screaming and pointed at each other. You would have had a brawl if that's that one This is my point. There's no, and it's all about, well, we tough, we tough. We And it was a city school. Mm -hmm. We tough, we like, yeah, we're going to show our tough. You ain't tough. You ain't shit when you do stuff like that. Well, you're actually but that's the bully. mentality. Mm-hmm. You're bullying. You're trying to mm-hmm. bully. And that's the end. And the reason I bring this up is what I saw happen there and it becomes mob mentality. Yes. yes. And you just saw mob mentality with 15-year-olds, which is why parents and adults should be held accountable because adults allowed this football team to go do what they did and thank God there was a coach standing between mm-hmm. them to mm-hmm. stop it. But the coaches of the team where my son was playing, they allowed him to do it. And of That's course, the right. officials were too afraid to do They should have thrown flags, right. and it's a penalty before the game even starts. But that is a problem. Our officials are now not stopping a lot of Well, that's a whole other thing. I get it. But watching that, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't mean to brush you off. Well, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just part of the same The officials thing. is a, it's a, that's, that's a another whole, other, whole thing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. And so they just stand <laughs> exactly. back. I like officials. I do. Oh, I do too. This is not bashing But Donna says what, it's a product of the environment. A hundred percent. And, and I saw kids doing stuff to try to act like they're tough and trying to bully others. And the bullying mentality is what we see with this kid and why this kid lost his life in Vegas because his friend was being bullied and, mm-hmm. and allegedly had an item stolen and it's just it's brutal mm-hmm. it is brutal and we're seeing this kind of behavior at all of our games you know it's being said on the chat line that there's several different schools that now only a parent can come to the games because there's there's guns being pulled there's this bullying that you're talking about i mean it's it's gotten out of hand yeah it, it needs to be nowhere yeah and and that's what we need is the adults present because i know this was after school but it, had there been a couple adults there it could have squashed a lot of that but there was nobody there Nobody, unless some of the teachers these days are getting beat up in some of these schools and they're just like, okay, I'm, you know, a three o'clock game, I'm done, I'm not going out there. I mean, it's sad, it really is. And you know who probably, you know, would be like that is if Corey Bush had a kid, her kid would be doing that. You can bet your bottom dollar on that one. <sighs> yeah, it just, it just, I don't, I just lose it. It just frustrates me when I look at that video and think of this kid and the family that's now dealing with the loss of their 17-year-old son. That's so, so sad. It, it is sad. It, it's one of those things that happens. Hey, can you promote when we have uh, our new our guests coming on Thursday? I want to give people a heads up We do. Up on you that. guys have got to hear this one. On, on Thursday, many of the people on the chat line are very versed in what happened to Ashley Babbitt and, so, and what happened on J6. David Valentine is going to come on. He runs a nightly live chat that comes on right when the host he calls them hostages that are in dc and i call them they're in the huskow or the gulag they are in there um for being arrested for j6 many people have not even had a trial yet and he is responsible for um videotaping when the hostages in j at of j6 sing the national anthem every night and he's got a lot of stories he's going to share with us he knows the inside scoop on all of that his name is david valentine and he'll be here at nine o'clock on thursday you guys do not want to miss that um michelle said vic what is the fund the gofundme for that beautiful boy um i don't have it in front of me but if you look it up it's it's um it, it's literally right there. It's Jonathan Lewis Jr. is his name. Uh, the GoFundMe page, it's on a GoFundMe page. Uh, they didn't list it. They just said that there's a GoFundMe page for Jonathan Lewis Jr. God love To it. help you with that. That's the good. Yeah, because the, the father and the police are now trying to come up with funds to pay for the, the kid's funeral when mm. it should have never happened. Sean just said, I just watched an interview with neighbors that watched the fight. Or watch the beat down. It wasn't a fight, and did nothing, and just stood there. But you know, and it's one of those things, man. If you see a fight going on, do you race into it? Do you jump yeah. into it? I, I, I saw don't a know. couple of kids that did jump yeah. into it, and they, they, they ended up getting starting getting beaten. And the the one kid started chasing whoever was hitting him off, and then two other kids followed him. Like there was going to be a three on one fight at that point with the kid who was jumping in. 
And that is hard. What do you tell your kids? I mean, do you go and help or do you stand back and videotape? Normally, I don't like the videotaping. I think that you should be doing something. I think you need to call 911 is the first thing that you need to do. And then if you have a camera, videotape it, but don't join in. I, I don't know that that's the answer. I mean, I, I gosh, I don't know what it I doesn't know take I long to get beat down yeah. to suffer life threatening injuries. Correct. It doesn't. I mean, a you could get low to the one head. Pu- yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was I would tell my kids, thank God my kids have never been at a school like this. And I've never really had any big I problem just, with my kids. But my kid, my old my son did punch a kid in school before yeah, though. Yeah, there's no the bullying, the mm-hmm. mob mentality, the we're, we're tough, we're, yeah. we're we're gonna do this and then race gets involved. It, it's just all bad, bad stuff. Hate it all. I wish we were ending uh, on a more positive note. So I think we should end on a more positive note. Yeah, let's end can on we a sh- Can we show um, Donald Trump? I was just queuing it up. I was Do- going to make the same <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> I, I, I want to end. It, it gave me chills when I saw it earlier uh, because it's some damn good stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's just watch it again. Donald Trump, Kid Rock, Tucker Carlson. Well, it's going to make a lot of people happy. Nothing like seeing Kid Rock, Tucker Carlson, Dana White, and the Trumpster all walking out at the UFC fight together. Uh, Also, Dan Bongino was there the other night with his wife. We show you this picture now, Dan Bongino and his wife taking uh, pictures with Donald Trump. So, as you said, you can only imagine Mm -hmm. the conversations that yes, are being held there. Because Bongino sat next to Tucker. So could you imagine those comments? And Michael Chandler right there, University of Missouri, former wrestler. Uh, he flies in and out of the hangar here every now and then. That's great. He was in town doing commercials for Car Shield. Love it. Uh, Michael Chandler and his wife with Donald Trump. Michael Chandler might be fighting uh, Conor McGregor. If Conor McGregor wow. can get back, that would be his next fight. Um, just terrific support for Donald Trump and, of course, all of UFC, whether you like it or not. Anyway, Love it. We want it on a more positive note. We're here Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and all the time on our website, cancelthisshow.com. Um, we appreciate you guys joining us every day. And you can go to canceltheshow.com, check out our partners. We are grateful for all of the partners that we have on the show. Also, uh, if you want to donate, you can donate. We have a place to do that on the website. And you can also get merchandise our merchandise is there as well so anyway we thank uh the sponsors that we do have and we'll continue to promote them wenties wequip strategic air services solar city stl route 66 cannabis experience real estate partners with kathy and steve and of course complete auto body repair um for projo For Lizzie Sparks, I'm Vic Faust. Have a great rest of this November 13th, Monday. We will see you for CancelTheShow.com again tomorrow.